you allow him to turn the corner, mama, there goes that man. Puts up the shot. It's good. Kyrie Irving. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to the First Pick Podcast, your source for NBA news-related content. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the First Pick Podcast. We are going to be continuing doing the team reviews, and today we got a very special episode. We're going to be doing the Denver Nuggets, the 2023 NBA champions, Denver Nuggets to be specific. This episode, you would think, would be a really short one because they're the Denver Nuggets, and they're going to be probably in contention, which I do think they will be, but The roster did shake up a bit, and I think it's important that we talk about what these moves can possibly mean for them, but I'm really excited to get forward with this and kind of give you guys my opinion. Before we get started, though, thank you guys so much for tuning in on the past episodes once again. I really do appreciate it. Remember, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore first pick pod. If you can't find the other socials, follow the Instagram, hit the link tree in the bio, and you should be able to find everything. You should be able to find Apple Podcasts where you can hear us, Spotify, YouTube, and also our show source. So make sure to hit that link tree in the Instagram. That's where we post the most content. Please be interactive as possible with everything. Share it with your friends. Like the comment. Comment on them. I would really appreciate that. Thank you guys very much, though. Without further ado, let's get to this Denver Nuggets team season preview now the Denver Nuggets are an interesting team they just came off a championship and usually when you come off a championship you really bring back the core that you wanted with because if it ain't broke why are you gonna fix it you know what I'm saying and I think Denver is a team where they kept the same core but their bench is something that I'm really worried about now they finished last year 53 and 29 number one in the west number one in the northwest division I think That's very much in play again this year. Nikola Jokic is a monster coming off, you know, two out of the past three MVPs. He just averaged 25, 11, and nine, basically, almost 10 assists. Look for him to have another phenomenal year. I think he even started the year off pretty slowly just because he was learning how to play with Jamal Murray again. Jamal Murray, it was his first year back from major injuries, so it's not really looking like that'll be a problem because they really did click throughout the finals. They were both really playing good. So I expect Nikola Jokic to carry them to at least a fourth seed, at least this year. Now, now that we got over Nikola Jokic and what I think he's going to be doing, I kind of just want to go over the depth chart as soon as I can, just because it's not really changing starters aspect. Same starters as last year. Jamal Murray at the one, KCP at the two, MPJ at the three, Aaron Gordon at the four, and the MVP Nikola Jokic at the five. I think this roster... I mean, let alone if this roster can play 40 minutes a night, they're obviously a top three seed, but it's a long regular season. Injuries happen, and I just don't think they can sustain a whole 82 games together, like all of them at the same time. Jamal Murray, he's coming off a year where he averaged 20 points, four rebounds, six assists, 45% from the field. And in this postseason, he upped it up to 26, seven, and six in 20 games in the 2023 playoffs where he won his first championship, obviously. Now... 20 points to 27 points, that's a pretty big difference. That's a difference between, you know, average role player, you know, below level all-star to, you know, high-end, almost all-star starter, top, you know, five point guard in the league territory, averaging 27, 7, and 6. 
do I think Jamal Murray averages 27 again? No. Do I think he averages 20 again? No. I think he averages somewhere in between that. I think a good year for Jamal would be around 23, 24 points per game on efficient shooting, six assists, six rebounds. You know, I think that's something that's in the realm of possibility for him. I think he's coming off of tremendous confidence, which I feel is a really big part of his game. That'll work wonders for him going into this new season. He's playing in FIBA right now with Team Canada. Um, They had just lost to... Germany so I I don't really know what's going on over there but I I still nevertheless think that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are a top duo in this league though and I think that alone gets you a top four seed do I think Jamal Murray will be an all-star this year that's something else when I come out with my all-star prediction list we're going to be doing different iterations of it obviously we'll do one throughout the season and then we'll do one before the season starts just so we can you know have fun with it but I think Jamal Murray for now, I'm going to say he's not an all-star. I just think not because he's not good enough, but I just think because the West all-star guards are extremely good. You have Steph, Kyrie, Luka, Dame, that's still in Portland, and et cetera, et cetera. I think just those guys in general all lock up those guard spots. But let me talk about the guys that are running the two, three, and the four. Aaron Gordon, tremendous fit at the four. Not much I have to say there. MPJ, really, really good. I really like Michael Porter Jr. I think he's a beast. He's coming off a year where he only averaged 17, 5, and 1 assists. He didn't really play that much, though. Let me check how many games he played. Scratch that. He is actually the most healthiest that he's been. He's had 62 games. He shot 41% from three. I think that's exactly what you're looking for in MPJ. If he can replicate that, maybe just bump it up to 70 games. You're looking at a really, really good player for them. KCP, I mean, he gets a lot of hate, but or he had a lot of hate when he was with the Lakers, went to the Wizards, played good, got traded to, you know, Denver. And he is the perfect shooting guard for almost any championship contending team. The perfect wing. He guards the best player on the opposite team. He shoots a high volume from three. Yes. Do I think he was hitting a ridiculous amount of shots during the postseason? Yes. I think he was shooting with tremendous confidence, which is really, really good. But can he sustain that? I think he could. I think he could be around 37 to 38% three-point shooter, maybe even 40%. But yeah, starting lineup, A-plus for Denver. This is the where I kind of want to get into how Denver had limitations in making their roster better. They lost out on Bruce Brown. They were basically outbidded by him. The most they can offer him was very little amount of money. And it was shown because Indiana ended up securing the rights and the play of Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown was a tremendous, you know, deal for them. It was a big reason why they won that Lakers series. It was a big reason why they won the finals. He is just a do-it-all scrappy player. And I do feel like they have a replacement, but it might be a bit too early for him to be a full-time replacement. And the person I'm talking about is Christian Braun. I think, you know, he's really, really good. He showed flashes in the finals last year. They were putting him in PT real minutes and he was producing well. Do I think he can be the first man off the bench for a finals contending team in year two? That's something that's you got to keep an eye on for. You're essentially asking him to take the Bruce Brown role, do all the dirty work. Yes, he's an NBA champion now. Yes, he's seen the biggest stage that can possibly be the NBA finals. But I just don't know if he's ready for that full time. We saw it in spurts and in spurts, it looks great. But now we got to look at it from a full 82 game schedule plus the playoffs. And I don't know if he's really, you know, ready for that. I hope he is because that's a real key for Denver if they're going to be really, really good this postseason. But Nevertheless, we're just going to go with him, you know, accepting that role, thriving in that role and being really good in that role. They re-signed Reggie Jackson. 
I don't know how I feel about it. He was all right in his games with Denver. Let me look at his stats real quick. He averaged 10.2 points last season. If I can look at his actual stats with Denver, though, he played 16 games with them. He averaged 7.9 points, shot 28% from three. Now, that's something that you're not really excited about if you're Denver as your backup point guard. Now, I feel like there were spurts last year where they just played through Nikola Jokic, and I think that's completely normal. I think Nikola Jokic can very much run your point guard position. I think they can run through Christian Braun just because they ran through Bruce Brown last year sometimes at that point guard position. They're going to ask for a really big jump for Christian Brown. I, I want that to be very clear just because I don't really trust Reggie Jackson as much. They drafted Hunter Tyson, Jalen Pickett, and Julian Schrosser. Those are really, really good pieces. Julian Schrother is a guy from Gonzaga, just came off an NCAA championship. I'm really, really high on him. He had a decent summer league. He has a weird shooting motion, but he's a really good shooter percentage-wise. He has a good frame. He's around 6'7", 6'8". He's a really good defender. He's a team-oriented guy. I think he can get minutes right away. What I really like about the picks that Denver did First of all, they didn't even have picks in this year's draft. They traded into the draft, and then they got multiple picks. I think they got a bunch of guys that, you know, they're a lot older. They're a lot more experienced. But in a team that needs to win and recoup assets and, you know, be a really good contender, they did really, really good. Hunter Tyson, a guy from Clemson, really, really good. 6'8", 6'9", wing, can shoot the hell out of the ball. He has a really nice shooting motion opposite of Julian but he's, they're both really good three-point percent shooters. And I think just roaming the wings, defending good, can get them PT on this roster, especially with Nikola Jokic being able to find them in any situation. As long as you cut, Nikola Jokic will probably give you the ball. But another thing that we're going to be looking for is the development of their two backup forwards and centers, Peyton Watson and Zeke Naji. Zeke Naji kind of needs to take this next step. They lost Thomas Bryant in free agency to Miami. I think Zeke Naji is more than capable of being a good rotational backup center. Do I think his stats will show it? Probably not. He does average 5.2, three rebounds a game. That's not really good at all, but he's played less than 53 games his whole career. Like every year he's played 42, 41, and 53. He's a decent three-point shooter. He shot 46% the year before and 40% the year after. This year was the only year where he shot really bad. He shot 26% from three. Hopefully he can bring that up just a bit. But I do think that in a role where he's asked to play more minutes, hopefully that goes up to like the 33%, 34%. Then again, though, Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the league. Most likely he's the best player in the league. He's the finals MVP. He's probably going to be playing those heavy minutes at center regardless. He's healthy, hopefully. And I think Zeke Naji is more of just like an insurance type of big, along with DeAndre Jordan, who they brought back. I really like DeAndre Jordan as a bench team chemistry type of guy. Do I think he's going to get heavy minutes? No. I'm honestly surprised he got on the floor last playoffs just even a bit. But, I mean, good for him. He won his championship. Next is Peyton Watson coming out of UCLA. He was actually their first-round draft pick a couple years back, and I'm expecting a big jump from him. They need it. He was the last pick in the first round. He just averaged three points, but Summer League, he looked really, really good. He shot really low volume for three, only 0.6%. 
attempts per game, but he shot 42% in them. So you take what you can get when it comes to that type of stuff. But, I mean, he does a lot of the little things. He rebounds good. He plays good defense. He's hyper-athletic. That is definitely someone that is going to be their backup for this upcoming year and I think is going to get heavy minutes. And a lot of minutes that we don't even think is going to be up for grabs, there will be up for grabs because unless they play these starters 35, almost 40 minutes a night, these guys are going to be exhausted come playoff time they need these guys to come in and win some regular season games Peyton Watson is someone that before his injury and before he went to UCLA was someone that was a really highly touted prospect and I think he needs to tap into that just a little bit for Denver to stay afloat while these guys don't play heavy minutes next is one of their free agency signings they didn't really have a lot of them but they signed Drew Holiday's brother Justin Holiday from the Dallas Mavericks now Justin Holiday I really do like him actually He's a wing that can shoot threes, plays decent defense, but what he's really known for is his shooting. I think, you know, you can never go wrong with an extra shooter on the roster. He's a veteran. He's good for the young guys. He can teach them the ropes of how to be in the NBA, and I think he's just a good vet to be around. I, I think he's a really nice plug-and-play player. If KCP misses a game, MPJ misses a game, he can just plug into that starting lineup, play heavy minutes, and you can almost see no change in their style of play just because Justin Holiday, it really is that type of player. And then finally, one of their last rookies they did get was Jalen Pickett. Jalen Pickett is someone that, you know, he's a 6'4", 202 pound. He was in the second round from Indiana. He's a really, really good prospect. Some drafts had him going even in the top, you know, 30 in the draft. They had him going first round, but he's a really nice three-point shooter. He's a good driver. He's not scared of contact. Do I think him and Reggie Jackson will fight for PT for the backup point guard? Yes, I think that's very possible. Although I do think they believe Jalen Pickett is more of a project player out of the three draft prospects that they brought in. I think that's why they shined Reggie Jackson, only because they weren't so sure if he's going to translate so well into the NBA. But nevertheless, I think Jalen Pickett has a chance. And that's all you really need in the NBA. You need a chance to prove that you're a quality role player. And I think he'll very much get that in preseason training camp and all that. He showed a lot of promise in summer league, as well as, you know, his fellow two rookies, Julian and Hunter Tyson, you know, really, really good potential over there with them. Nevertheless, though, that's kind of been my depth chart and my transactions for the Denver Nuggets. Now, when we talk ceiling and floor, ceiling is obviously first seed. They have the MVP. They have a really good number two next to them. They have a really good starting lineup. And if everyone on their bench pans out the way that I hope they do, Christian Brown takes that leap. Peyton Watson, Zignaji take that leap. Justin Holiday proves he's a good signing. And then their rookies prove that they're quality rookies that can play NBA minutes valuable early into their career. I think number one seed is very much in play for them. Now, I do think, you know, their floor is can very much well be the fourth or fifth seed. Now, do I think they're the fourth and fifth seed because they were bad? No, I think it's mainly primary due to injury. If Jamal Murray only plays 60, 50 games, if, you know, their rookies don't pan out, if they're playing their starters heavy minutes and then they're tired at the end of the regular season, I think that's a very real possibility. Fourth to fifth seed is somewhere in the realm of possibility for them. But nevertheless, we're a channel of optimism here. So we're just going to go with the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets. I think that's very, very possible for them this year. And yeah, that's just my in-depth chart season preview for the Denver Nuggets. Now, without further ado, let's get to the NBA news. Now, NBA news has been pretty, pretty slow. We're in August, and usually during August, you know, the NBA time, there's not really much going on. Guys are signing non-guaranteed deals. Guys are fighting for roster spots and everything. But... 
I think it's time that we have a couple of things that maybe we can talk about. Here we got the Phoenix Suns are retiring former All-Star Sean Marion, number 31, and Amari Stoudemire at their Ring of Honor ceremony next season. Now, for those of you who don't know, Sean Marion is the original, you know, typical everyday four that you see in the NBA today. The power forward, the small forward, the hybrid wing that can guard. He can shoot a decent percentage. That is who Sean Marion was. He was a pioneer in the game for today's game. Really happy that they're acknowledging him and, you know, that he's actually getting his jersey retired. It's a pretty big deal for someone in a franchise. And also Amari Stoudemire is getting his jersey retired. Multi-time All-Star. Him and Nash running those, you know, uh, pick and rolls back in the day and the five-second or less offense with Mike D'Antoni. Really, really good for him. He went to New York. The career kind of went a little crazy after that. But Phoenix is really his stomping ground. He did really, really good over there. And I'm happy for those two. Really, really good for them. Next, we actually have a signing. The Dallas Mavericks agreed to a one-year fully guaranteed deal with Derrick Jones Jr., who last just played for the Chicago Bulls. Derrick Jones Jr., tremendous athlete. And we just did, you know, this is exactly what I meant by when we do these episodes and then these team sign players literally a couple episodes after. Here we are. We just did the Dallas Mavericks episode, and they just signed Derrick Jones Jr. I'm actually really high on this signing. I think Derrick Jones Jr. is exactly what the Mavs need. I always felt like you know in the episode I was preaching how they have their offense set they don't really need more offense they have their three-point shooters they just need guys who can come in defend are athletic and that's exactly what they get with Derrick Jones Jr. a guy that's a decent defender a guy that can jump out of the gym he's athletic he can definitely play that four spot for them granted any like you know any unwarranted injuries or something like that happens he is definitely eligible to you know get heavy PT get a couple steals, get a block, get an energizing dunk for the crowd, you know, to get them back into a game or so. So I really like the signing for Dallas. Next, we got Team USA's very own Josh Hart finalized the four-year $81 million contract with the New York Knicks. Basically, the deal is Hart getting a total of $94 million through the 2027-2028 season. It's going to get him around 20 M's, you know, annually. Great signing for the Knicks. This new CBA, we're going to see a lot of signings where we're like, wow, that is an extreme overpay. There's no way this guy got this amount of money. But we got to start getting used to it. The money's going up because of, you know, these new CBA deals. Teams are starting to get a lot of more money that they can use towards their players, and players are taking note of that. And that's why players are signing these extensions. They'd rather stay and get the money, stay with the program they're in right now. Really, really good for them. Um Let's talk about Josh Hart real quick, though. Playing in Team USA, I'm actually really proud of Josh Hart. Last pick in his first round, had to basically prove that he was worthy of being in the NBA, coming from Villanova, won a summer league MVP, and then he bouncing around from the league, his free agency with the Pelicans. They didn't really want to sign him to a big deal. He was one of the last free agents signed, and then he gets traded to Portland. Portland, you know, uses him, but he's falling under the radar because Dame is not really doing anything relevant they're below the playoff team then he gets traded to new york where he's reunited with his college teammate jalen brunson and they go on this run in the Knicks playoffs where they get to the second round almost semifinals. he's one of the best rebounding guards in the league he shoots a really high percentage of three he can put the ball on the floor drive in he's strong nosed hard-headed and it's really really good for a team like the knicks who you know, sometimes they lack that, but sometimes they have an abundance of that with him and Randall and Brunson just 
you know, they're not going to get punked around. They're going to stand for what they stand for. And I really like this signing, locking them up long term. It's also a really tradable contract. If push comes to shove and, you know, it doesn't really work out. It's a really tradable contract. Finally, here for the NBA, one of the last news we have is the Warriors are holding free agent workouts for veterans Dion Waiters, Tony Snell, Kent Bazemore, Juan Toscano Anderson, Harry Giles, and Trey Burke at their own facility over the next two weeks. Golden State has multiple rounds of workouts to identify signings. Now, what does this mean for Golden State? Golden State is trying to grab on to the last part of this dynasty run that they can. They want to win one more. And the names that you hear on that list, you know, they're, they can help you maybe win a regular season game or two. A guy that I really think should be considered signed by them is Juan Toscano Anderson. It's proved that it's worked before. He definitely can be a part of that roster. JTA is someone. Harry Giles is someone that just needs an opportunity. He's someone that was derailed by injuries. But for those of you who don't know, he was actually the number one prospect coming out of high school, went to Duke, had a bunch of injuries and you know he fell to like the 20s pick to the kings and the kings never really gave him pt he got waived signed to the clippers it was a whole mess with harry giles but you know he's actually someone that is really really good given the right circumstances i think golden state they're in need of bigs i honestly think i am surprised i haven't heard a rumor of them trying to go after christian wood but nevertheless though you know they have all these players working out for them. I named around six, seven players. I think only two of them get signed, maybe even just one. We, we really shouldn't be talking about this that much. These guys are probably guys that aren't really going to get that much PT to begin with. But, you know, it's an NBA podcast. We got to give you guys the latest news. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the First Pick Podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok now. Please make sure to give us a follow. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is at the underscore first pick pod. The Twitter one is at capital TF, then spell out first pick pod. So TF first pick pod. And the TikTok is the first pick pod. Please make sure to follow us on all those. If you can't find all of them, just make sure to follow the Instagram. Click the link tree in the bio, and then we should be able to see all of our socials there as well. Remember to also give us a five star on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That would mean so much. Thank you guys. And also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube. We upload all of our episodes on YouTube. In case you don't have Apple Podcasts, in case you don't have Spotify, you can check us out on YouTube. Make sure to share us with a friend. We really would appreciate it. Like the video, comment, share it. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. That has been the Denver Nuggets season preview episode 20. Thank you. Peace.